I am I am super psyched. I feel wired. So normally Ben and I don't always do this. Sometimes we try and watch films close together. It doesn't always happen that way. But uh, but we've just watched The Running Man. And yeah, not 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 together, just at the same time. Yeah, at the same time, and you know, so we've just watched it, and we're like texting each other, saying, "Let's let's record straight away. Let's record now." So yeah, I'm just I'm I'm pumped to to talk about this, but a totally total mystery to me, like what what how you received it this time. All right, you know, great. So let me let me set this up. There was a moment towards the end of the film. I haven't watched this film. I want to say I haven't watched it in about. 12, 13 years. The last time I remember watching it was at university uh, with my flatmate in the third year. So that would have been 2003. It's possible I've seen it since, but that's the last time I remember watching it. Watching it this time, I was really taken back to the first time I saw it when I was a little kid. Right? Same. So let me, so let me set this scene for me you. Too. Okay? Me too. Let me set this scene for you. Okay. The year is 1989. And in the front room of a four-bed house in a little town called Ramsey in Cambridgeshire, a Friday night, much like tonight when we record, and my parents put this film on, and little eight-year-old Ben Hyten is lying on his tummy on a giant cushion in front of the TV watching this film. And it gets to the line near the end of the film when Amber says to Dynamo, there's nothing funny about a dickless moron with a battery up his ass. And little Ben Hyten is falling about in laughter. Like the funniest <laughs> thing that kid has ever heard, right? I paused this film to take a toilet break at a different point in the film. And as I paused it, I realized my favorite Arnie line of all time was about to come up. So I paused it, and as I'm walking out of the room to go to the toilet, I literally did this. Mm. <laughs> 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 you, you even sound like you were doing an 80s laugh. I love this film, yeah. right? Great, and I love this film in a way that I didn't know I loved it. That's the thing. I It's a cheesy action film, and if you look at it as an action film, it's probably ultimately disappointing. Yeah, I mean, on one level, I have to say, it's it's no good. Like, on, in so many ways, this is not a, a good film. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the same struggle I've got. I think the only thing that's wrong with it, actually, is that it looks like a film that was made in the 80s. It's well made. Uh, wow, woo. wow, I didn't realise we were going to differ on this. Shall we introduce ourselves? So, hello, and welcome to the Arnithology. We are... Ben Hyten. And Alex Bernardi. Is that how I sound? Is that how I sound? It's pretty pretty good. Pretty good Alex Bernardi. Yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah. No, okay. It, it's so it's so stuck in the 80s. Of course it is. And it kind of looks cheap and televisual. And I think but that's kind of the point. Yeah, but that's not the... I mean, the note I make is this film is set in 2017, right? Shot futuristic, yeah. Shot in 1987. Yeah. I was actually quite impressed with 
the vision of technology, regardless of the fact that it doesn't date, the technology doesn't date that much, that badly. It's the effects to show the technology that dates. Yeah. And and what they were capable of doing and whatever. It's all stuff that we're, we're capable of doing right now. Yeah. I mean, the only, it didn't, yeah, it, it didn't predict the internet, but it kind of did. It did. It's sort of, they're talking about network and the uplinks and stuff and. Here's the thing. When we talked about Commando, yeah. we said, this isn't really a good film, but it's a fun one, right? Yeah. You know this is written by Stephen E. D'Souza, who wrote Commando. I, I did not know that. It's got that feel about it. So here's my thing. Stephen E. D'Souza is the Arnie dialogue writer now. Well, at this, in, at this time, or just of all time? Commando has the most quotable lines of any film we have done up to this point, and this beats it. Every line is a line. Yeah, but it's funny as well. It's genuinely funny. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I think it's it a is. good script. You, you have to be. You have to be in the mood to watch this sort of thing. Is what I'd say. I, I, it's weird that we're differing so much on this because I thought I was going to be taking more the angle you're taking now, but hearing how excited you are about it, I'm tempted to water it down a bit and. I'm sorry, I don't want to like rain on your parade. You, you want to play devil's advocate? Well, or... well, no, not so much. It's not so much that. It's that there is no doubt that this is a fun film. You can have a lot of fun watching this film. You have to be in the mood for that. If if you're not, of you course. will sit back and just go, this is rubbish. But I think if you're someone who likes a film like Robocop... Exact, bang on. That was the exact example I was going to Because give. what this is, yeah. is... As much as it might be a bit of a disappointment as an action film, it's not to say that it, it isn't well made. There are iconic kills, yeah, as we've come to expect from Arnie. Yeah, and there's there's some really tightly edited sequences in this as well. Yeah. All of the stuff of the shoots, you know, like going down into the underground, all yeah, that stuff's yeah, yeah. great. But this is the same kind of heavy-handed satire that Robocop is. I think Robocop is probably a smarter film, but this, from that amazing opening scroll about 2017 yeah, and corporations yeah. and all of that, so prescient. Very, and very. Genuinely, one year away from the year this is set, all stylistic things aside, yeah. if Donald Trump were president next year... This could be, this could be what we have, yeah. I yeah. could imagine him yeah. instigating a corporate TV show called The Running Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. And just putting putting prisoners of war on TV and, yeah. uh, in gladiatorial gladiatorial side uh, because and I think style. this is probably the the only smart thing that I'm going to say about this film tonight. Right, Killian, Richard Dawson, brilliant, really great performance. I think from Richard mm. Dawson, he's fun and he is funny. Yeah, he's exactly that. Yeah, and, he, and, he knows what he's doing with the part as well. You can tell. Yeah, and he was a game show host. That's, that's the thing. That's funny. I didn't know that. That's great. And apparently some of the people that worked with him said the way Killian treats his underlings, that's actually who Richard Dawson is. That's amazing. That's horrible. So he's actually satirizing himself. Yeah. Points to him, right? For that. Totally. Yeah. And this is the last thing he ever did. He died after this film. Yeah. What is Killian, if not a combination of Simon Cowell and Donald Trump? Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a, you know, a, a popular, semi-charismatic figurehead of media and political and corporate standing, lowering standards worldwide to distract 
the nation from how shitty things really are. It, you know, it's very Hunger Games in the sense that you've got a corrupt totalitarian government that controls its populace by distracting it with gladiatorial style games, you know, and, totally. and propaganda. It's you could summarize both films with that with that line, you know, saying that massive differences in the way they're executed and so the comparison can stop there. But thematically and plot-wise, there's something about that. They fall short in this film of revealing what are the consequences of enlightening the populace to the corruption. And it might be a weird thing to say right up top. Sound the spoiler collections! And this might be the only serious thing I say about this. I feel like regardless of anything that anyone would say about this movie, it's worth it having been made. Not just worth it watching it. It's worth that it was made to make the point that Killian makes at the end and and Arnie too with the way that he treats him for making it. You know, the Killian character is saying, I, I wanted to write it out actually word for word and I haven't done it. But there is that speech at the end that sums up everything about how the media has been feeding people. You know, it's this idea of manufacture, manufacturing consent and creating needs that, that don't necessarily exist and capitalizing literally on those needs. Um, and then and they can't be satisfied ever because they're not real needs. So the need for more and more creates a system that creates more and more. And this, this film is set in a time when there's been a huge, you know, massive economic collapse. Yeah. Um, not too dissimilar from the one or ones we have been experiencing worldwide for the last yeah. eight years. Resources are scarce. There's a massive uh, gap in class in a way that there hasn't been yeah. for a long time. And it was really elegant the way this movie would flip between not just the games, you know, the games, the game, the Running Man game, the TV show, mm. and the audiences in their different classes watching it all reacting identically. And it's really hitting home that point of saying, look what we're doing here. We're distracting you. We're distracting you from the real drama that you should be focusing on, which is your corrupt government controlling you and managing resources unfairly. And this film demonstrates that really in an on-the-nose way. It doesn't hide from that fact. And it's not trying to be clever with it either. So it, so it's heavy, like I said, it's yeah. a heavy-handed satire. And I don't want to get hung up on a point about the quality of the film. No. Uh, and, no, I'm, no. and I'm not going to try and talk you around from anything that you're feeling either. But what I think the way that it represents those different classes in and of itself is quite smart. Yeah. So you have the middle class, let's say, in the TV studio, the base, Killian's base, right? Even they are over the moon. They're, they're presented as fairly affluent and educated, actually. But even they are over the moon to receive these things from the network that are scraps to a worldwide network like that. We're talking about VCR players, board games, yeah. you know, even uh, holidays or whatever, let's say. But they mean the world to these people. Yeah. And any kind of closeness, proximity to celebrity is massive to them as well, mm. whether it be the stalkers or Killian himself. Or even even the right to say which stalker goes on the show next. Sure. They get so, yes, super excited about that, you know. Like, He's a mean motherfucker. Yeah. Well, not just that. I love that line. It's probably one of my <laughs> favorite lines. 
Old women swearing, always funny. Well, no, that's that's not the reason. <laughs> but it's the it's 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 really the people getting really excited. I'm I'm adding to your point about this closeness to celebrity. It's how excited they are. I was actually thinking of the guy who couldn't choose between yeah Leon, yeah. Buzzsaw, and Dynamo. You know, yeah, he's thrilled. Like when he's like both of them, he's like, oh my god. Yeah. But then you go outside and you see. The working class guys or the impoverished people, you know, scenes that are reminiscent of Detroit today, right? Yeah. Detroit does not have clean water, right? They have poisoned water. This is, a, this is yeah. a major city in the United States. Yeah, it's incredible. Below the poverty line, right? Yeah. And what are they doing? They're gambling. They're gambling on this show because yeah. the one thing that is recession proof is gambling. Always has been, always will be. That and prostitution. Yeah, I was going to say. Of course. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I want to see that it's there. But the satire, until maybe the third act when you have the rebellion, the satire works. It is whole for me. I was really blown away, I think, because of where we are with America in 2016. And this is representing an America that is a caricature of that. And it's set just one year later. And it's incredible that, you know, for what, again, for whatever anybody might say about, say about Stephen King, who he wrote the novel that this film was based on, it's foresight, you know, it's saying, you know, he wrote that in, in 1982 and this film was released in 1987. It's not to say that it wasn't obvious in the 80s that this is where we were headed or where America was headed. It wasn't as um, prevalent as it is now. I mean, even with game shows like, uh, you know, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. It's inconceivable in the 80s. But it was it was the Reagan era, you see. Yeah, yeah. Greed is good. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I, th- I find it really fascinating that this was just two years, I think, after, might have even a year before, Rambo 3, which is about Rambo teaming up with the Mujahideen to fight the Russians. And that is a totally pro-Reagan wet dream. America is great. Guns and ammo are great. Yeah. Russians are bad. And the Taliban are our friend. That is literally the message of Rambo 3. Yeah. And Sly Stallone's greatest opponent is starring in this around the same time, let's say a year either side. A damning indictment of what the the result of Reaganomics is going to be, hmm. which is the running man. And it's spot on. It's 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 happened more, more or less. I mean, we do not have game shows where people kill each other no but it, okay so or, or where we are seeing prisoners being killed on game shows no but we do have a form of torture as entertainment you know the nightly news is ludicrous fox news let's say uh, yeah public exploitation as entertainment yeah. is definitely what reality tv is all yeah. about a, a large portion of society holds these things in such high esteem that they are more important than the things that they should be worried about which is for me what the point of running man is. yeah hence that yeah. is the message of this film um, yeah. regardless of anybody's personal beliefs this film is saying governments corporations the media conglomerated and acting together will create distractions that are designed to stop uh, people from focusing on real issues that matter not who's going to get kicked out of the big brother house the, f- the you know the fervor that can be drummed up around these shows we ha- we have seen it's it's true and i i don't necessarily want to make this too political 
but we have just watched a film that has been that more or less predicted that further and we've seen it play out over the last 10 years at least for sure yeah in a way that i i don't think we could have imagined in the 80s I think the reason that it works is because the broad strokes are nothing new. The broad strokes have been done before. They were done before this. Yeah. They've been done in things like The Hunger Games. I think The Hunger Games is really interesting with where it went. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen the final film. I, I know that you have, so I don't know how it ends. Yeah. But but certainly Mockingjay Part 1 I thought was a fascinating film yeah. in how serious it took those things. Yeah. And that's, in a way, a more layered and serious approach than this is. This is... Absolutely. A, a fun satire, okay. Yeah. But there are, within that, little details. They're good jokes that kill. And that's what satire should be. So there's that really nice bit about when Ben Richards, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, is being walked into the games by the lawyer and he's having his contract read to him. And we cut to them and he's halfway through reading a clause to him. And he's telling him things that he's not going to have any right to get the profits from. I'm just going to pick up the last couple of lines yeah. of, of the contract. He's going, uh, that includes bubble chips, videotapes, and all other recording types, known or unknown. Yeah. Anyone who's ever read an ent- entertainment contract, that is spot on. Yeah. You own nothing. It's that known or unknown <laughs> thing. It's like yeah. you are literally signing your soul over to the devil. It's your image. Your image is owned. Yeah. Um, And in perpetuity... Uh, exactly. And, you own it if it exists now yeah. or if it ever will exist. Yeah. And and on, on media that may have never been invented and in formats yeah. that we don't know about yet. I mean, yeah. th- you're you're saying it's okay for your image to be used in ways that you don't know about yet. In perpetuity is the term. Yeah. It's amazing. We've talked in the past about remake, reboot or sequel. I want a remake, man. Big time. I would love a remake yeah. of this that takes all of the things that this film hints at and ties it into where we are politically now. Okay, so cast Ben Richards. and But hang on. Sorry. So, obviously The Rock. Yeah. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is Killian. Oh my God, that would be amazing. But see, that's another reason why I love the film because I was thinking, God, I'd love to see that film. I'd love to see a, a, a smart, big budget studio version of this now. And I think it's quite ballsy that someone put the money into it that they did in 1987. Yeah. Because that's how I feel when I see The Hunger Games. Like, this is a $200 million movie. And it's saying you have the right to revolution, right? So the reason why I was keen to find, you know, the exact words of what Killian says, just to set the scene, the game is over. The the lies have been exposed about um, Ben Richards being the butcher of Bakersfield. The original footage of him saying, no, I won't kill innocent women and children. All I want is some goddamn food. All they want, not him. He's not hungry. Yeah, I'm staying hungry. And so he's redeemed and the audience sort of end up running out of the studio because the the, the resistance fighters or the militia or whoever they are storm it to make sure that they don't change the satellite uplink so they could keep on putting the truth out there and it ends up with arnie ben richards and killian in the studio and uh, sven sven ollie thorson who we've we mentioned in previous episodes i i was thinking never heard him speak and then he has one line of dialogue in this couldn't understand what he said no i do know what he said though because killian earlier makes a joke yeah, he says the steroids made you deaf. Or yeah, he he doesn't speak. He doesn't answer him when he's telling him to take. You know, 
escort Jesse Ventura character out of the um, studio. And so the line at the end is he sort of waltzes in and it looks like he's going to save Killian from Arnie. And he just sort of stands there and he just look, he looks at him and just says, I have to go and score some steroids. Is that what he said? Because yeah. the only word I got was steroid. And then he wa- he wanders off. That's rubbish. But he, he says it with a Scandinavian or Norwegian or whatever. I don't know. Accent. Danish. Danish. Is that is that why he's called the Dane? The Dane. All right. Well, I mean, I assume so. Anyway, so Sven wanders off. Killian and Arnie are left. And Killian says, you have every right to be pissed yeah. to Arnie. And Arnie's scowling in this so well. Like So many great scowls. We love it. We love the scowl. Yeah. And he's just sitting there scowling at him, letting him dig his grave. He knows he's going to do something to him. And while while Killian's on this rant that I'm about to read out, Arnie's just like getting the pod to come down, the launch pod that launches them into the game arena, casually just setting it up because he knows he's going to put him in it and launch it. And Killian says, you have every right to be pissed. I would be too. But you have to understand, this is television. That's all it is. It has nothing to do with people. I love that. It has nothing to do with people. It's to do with ratings. For 50 years, we've told them what to eat, what to drink, what to wear. For Christ's sake, Ben, don't you understand? Ben, Americans love television. They wean their kids on it. Listen, they love game shows. They love wrestling. They love sports and violence. So what do we do? We give them what they want. We're number one, Ben. That's all that counts. Believe me, I've been in the business for 30 years. I haven't been in show business as long as you, Gillian. But I'm a quick learner, so I'm going to give the audience what I think they want. And then he launches him. Yeah. I wrote his last line down there. I feel that if you go back to our pilot episode, that works as an Arnold mission statement. I haven't been in show exactly. business. That was, thank you. Ben's been, just to wrap it up for you guys, this has been a bit of a long rant. Ben, ben was talking about all the political stuff and some of the, the links in there. I think this whole the whole point of this film is in this speech, really. It's Killian is, is the voice of television. He's saying what television is, what its mission statement is, what it's for, what, it, what, it, what it's about. And then Arnie himself, it almost sounds like it's Arnie talking. He, it, it, it could be Schwarzenegger saying... I'm going to give the audience what I think they want. And that's exactly what Schwarzenegger's done. And I think that's Arnie the showman, right? Yeah. But I think there's a line that he has earlier, which is a political statement. And I'm going to paraphrase. Is this when they're taking the collar off? Yes. Yeah. When he first meets I Mick Fleetwood. That. By the way, what the fuck is Mick Fleetwood doing in this movie? No, do, he, he, is, he doesn't actually look that old, right? No, no. He's got old man makeup. I mean, he looks that old now. Probably. It, it didn't add anything that he was an old man, right? I don't know why it's Mick Fleetwood. I didn't mind. He wasn't bad. I don't think I've ever seen Mick Fleetwood in a movie before or since. Well, did he write the end song or something? Nope. Oh, right. Anyway, so Mick Fleetwood's taken the... Uh, Mick Fleetwood is the head of the underground. And he's got the character name Mick. And he's taking the explosive collars off of Yafet Koto and um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sven's character name is... Sven. Yeah, that's true, yeah. And they're, they're talking about uh, political ideas and the uprising and all of this. And Arnie says, nothing but dreams and talk. If you're not ready to act, shut up. Which, again, is, is bang on with the... 
it's like you could you could do the quote from Stay Hungry where he says the title of the film, which <laughs> I always love it when they say the title of the film. Yeah. Oh, they're doing this. I'm a commando. Is that a predator in the trees? You could have that quote from Stay Hungry, a couple quotes from Pumping Iron, and then th- that quote that you just said and, and the ending quote that we were talking about a, a few minutes ago. And they're all like Arnie. They're from straight from the mouth of Schwarzenegger, really, it feels. Well, like. and obviously, um, why don't they call him Girl George? That, that's an important one. From so. Commando? Yeah. You know what? It would not surprise me <laughs> if that was actually something that Arnie said. I have to say, on the whole kind of like being being macho kind of thing, and we were talking about in Predator how they were all like teasing each other and stuff like that, and... Jesse Ventura, who's in, who plays, I can't remember the character name in, in Predator. Blaine. Blaine, that's it. Jesse Ventura also went on to be a governor. And it it was the first time I really kind of remembered. I always think about the rivalry between Stallone and Schwarzenegger. But I forget, I forgot that there was some rivalry between Jesse Ventura as well. And, and, and yeah, and there's no... No competition, right? <laughs> no, I mean, poor Jesse, right? Because it, it doesn't mean that he's... Well, he's, not poor Jesse. He's but, done fine. Yeah, but, uh, you but, know, but he's carved out But it's niche. all in good humour. And it's like the same type of stuff we saw in Pumping Iron between Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrigno as well. Yeah. yeah. And there's a moment where... So Jesse Ventura plays a character called... Captain Freedom. Captain Freedom. I was going to say Captain America, but obviously not Captain Freedom. No, but he does wear his stars and stripes. At one yeah, point. it's Captain America, kind of, but you can't use that, right? And you see him on TV early on uh, in an, in the apartment that Arnie breaks into when he escapes from prison. And he's just there on the screen and he's doing some kind of fitness video. And there's a moment where he just, <laughs> he obviously does like a mock Mr. Olympus pose. Yeah, yeah. Like it's totally like aimed at Arnie, right? That's the ticket. No pain, no gain. It's, it's, it's all aimed at Arnie because Jesse Ventura was a seal, right? He wasn't yeah. into fitness and stuff like that the way arnie is i'm glad that you mentioned the apartment that he breaks into yeah because that's where he meets maria conchita alonso's character amber who is also in predator 2 yeah but it's his brother's apartment it's ben richard's brother's apartment and she says i rented it a month ago and he was taken off for a re-education or something like that yeah she's basically rendition okay but then there's this unspoken thing every time Arnie and Sven Oli Thorsen are on screen together. And then in that final moment when you think he's going to take Arnie away and he doesn't, they sort of give each other a look and he turns on Killian. I always thought since I was a kid, and I don't think I can be disproven by the events of the film, that Sven is playing his brother. That would be really interesting. Ben and Sven, right? And that's why we hear him talk with a European accent. I understand that that's his accent, but he didn't need to talk. That's a great theory. I've got no idea. If that's law, it, we would find it in the book, right? Not necessarily. There's, there's so The film is nothing like the novella. I've got no idea. I, it, I don't know. It isn't. The, the novella's much tougher. But good theory. Good theory. Yeah, Thanks. not disproven by the events of the film. You're right. The book of The Running Man ends with Ben Richards finding out that his wife and daughter have died. And he hijacks a plane and flies it into the building of ICS, killing Killian and all the contestants. That's so weird. Something else I want to bring up. A lot of testicular action in this film. Yeah, Maria Conchita Alonso. Alonso. She likes punching the nuts. So 
Arnie grabs a guy by the nuts in the initial escape from the refinery or whatever they're working in, the place with the death line. Yeah, and says, give you a lift. Uh, she punches Arnie in the balls at the airport. Yeah. Buzzsaw gets a chainsaw to the balls. <laughs> yeah. He had to split. Yeah, to split. Um, Fireball gets a flare to the balls. We do have a close-up of it landing in his crotch. How about a light? I didn't get any other ball action. I think maybe she punches Dynamo in the balls towards the end as well, doesn't she? She does at the line that you said you laughed your ass off right, as okay. an eight-year-old. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. I was too busy laughing at the battery up the ass. Yeah, weird. What's all the ball stuff about? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, who's the writer again? Stephen E. D'Souza. And who's the director? Paul Michael Glazer. The other half of Starsky and Hutch. The half that isn't David Soul. That's yeah. so weird. Not related to Jonathan Glazer? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no okay. definitely not. Well, that's what I was wow. Thinking. But uh, he should direct the remake. Yeah, yeah. Imagine so that's my that. fantasy. Jonathan Glazer directs the remake of Running Man with The Rock as Ben Richards and Schwarzenegger as Damon Killian. Amazing. Who would play he Amber? Waits. That's what he does. And I tell you what, tick, follow, tock, follow, tick, follow, tock. Uh, who would play Amber? Sofia Vergara. Uh, for sure. Without a doubt. Amber, the character, right? Maria Conchita Alonso. There's nothing funny about a moron with a battery up his ears. <laughs> She's not from New York. She's actually, she has a Hispanic accent, right? I think you've you've hit the nail on the head with Sofia Vergara there to play Amber because... Terrible. No, it's great because there's so many times when the character, Amber, just breaks into sort of a Spanish rant. I don't know what she's saying. I couldn't make it out most of the time, but she's just like frantically speaking in Spanish because she's scared. I think Sofia Vergara would be excellent at doing that, you know? she's It's her thing. And you can totally see The Rock and her. I think I've actually gone through most of my notes that aren't lines from the film. So <laughs> let's talk Let's talk a bit about Arnie. Ben has written three pages of notes. Three and a half. Two of, two of which are lines from the film. Look, you are, I, you're not wrong. No, I got, not. I got it right when I said every line is a line. It's been written that way. Every other line. It's either a setup for a quip or a quip. Some of them are rubbish, uh, you know, like, what a hothead. Yeah. Uh, rubbish. No, but I, I genuinely think, like, you know, a script is more than its dialogue. And I think the script is smart enough. And some of it's genuinely funny. I, <laughs> when the first stalker gets killed, here, Sub-Zero, now, Blaine Zero. And it's dead solemn in the studio. And Killian's, Killian's like, ladies and gentlemen, what a, what a terrible evening. A true hero of the games has left us. Things will never be the same. We'll be back after these important messages. Yeah. And, the, and the bit with Killian, like, talking to the studio head on the phone. He's like, well, what are you going to show? Reruns of Killian's Island? Killian's Island. Yeah, that, 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 that. Yeah, the one with the boat. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of things like that. So don't get me wrong. I was a bit cooler on it. In contrast to you, I had a smile on my face throughout the whole right. film. It's and, fun. Yeah. And and yeah. The, partly the reason is because I was taken back to the first time that I saw it as well. Not yeah. the 10 times I've seen it since. I haven't seen it for maybe 20 years. 
it was like for me it was like i don't know watching back to the future or the goonies again i don't know it was just one of these this feeling of like i know what i'm watching nothing in this is going to surprise me or upset me but having said that i enjoyed everything that i knew was coming i i think i enjoyed it more this time there's a moment i think you know the moment and it's possibly regardless of everything else that we've spoken about and all the meaning that's embedded in this film, the two favourite moments in this movie are one, when he's being made to sign the contract that you've already spoken about. And his court-appointed agent says, here, use my back, victim. And he sort of turns around, he's all sort of snarky, and he signs the contract. And he just stabs the pen into his back. Thought just, that was so badass when I was a kid. It is. And it's just and he does it so casually as well. And he's got the cheekiest smile on his face. And that for me, that that is now the Arnie brand. Yeah. Brutal charm is what I'm calling it. Wow. Ah. And I just remember thinking, uh yeah, I guess a, a, it wouldn't kill you. No, it just it hurt, hurt a lot. Mother. And it's like, ah, you know, it might puncture a lung or something. I don't know. And of course Arnie says don't forget to send me a copy. <laughs> That's the thing, right? He's just, you're, you're sniggering, right? Because you can't, I, I love that that was your reaction. I was really worried that you would be like, oh, all the lines are boring, all the, it's, what? <laughs> I was totally worried. How long have you known me? Why are we doing this podcast? No, no, for sure, man. But the thing is, is that, the reason I was worried about it is because I was a bit cold on them. They're, they're funny because you, you, you have to be sniggering at them in like the fact that they're, yeah. they're lame, but and funny. And that, and that's the thing. They're if like that's the Bond the, quotes, right? The yeah, Bond but quotes. if that's all there was, then it would be Commando, which yeah, right. we both exactly. enjoyed the hell out yeah, of, yeah, yeah. right? For exactly all those reasons. It's camp, it's silly, it's over the top, you're laughing at it as much as you're laughing with it. But because there's all this other stuff as well, mm. it works on exactly yeah. the same way that Robocop works. Yeah. You can watch it for the violent action, you can laugh, it for, uh, laugh at it for the goofy lines, or you can actually say, well, it's all that and more. Yeah, that, I, was, that, I wasn't bored yeah. for a single no, second. No, and I was actually quite surprised when I, I paused it at the sort of hour mark and I was like, wow. That's that's really well paced, yeah. actually. It was really nice. This thing's moving. Yeah. And how many iconic kills? Yeah, so so that's the thing. Again, the Arnie brand is really well established. We're talking a lot about the lines. It's the perfect film for Arnie to re-establish the, the I'll be back. You know, we hear it again yeah. very clearly. He even references the fact that he said I'll be back later on when he says, well, I told him I would be back. I wouldn't want to yeah. be a liar. Best use of I'll be back outside of the Terminator for my money. Yeah, so far. Yeah. So far. Without question. We'll see it later on again. In the first couple of minutes, you've got a great... And you've got probably a dozen more of them throughout the film. You've got cigars. Yeah. You've got the first (laughs) rubbish Arnie beard. Yeah. You've got... um, Go ahead, do it! You've got... Let's get out of here! Get out of here! My favourite. I love it. And he gets the girl at the end as well, okay. which I love. Okay. So, and I, I actually want to say, um, when I was younger, I thought that the Amber character was rubbish. I disagree with that sentiment right now. I, and I think she did a fine job. She did, did fine for what it was, you know. Something that I want to come back to, yeah. but I've been really impressed with 
the majority of his female sidekicks in the films we've been doing in this phase. Yeah. What I will say about Maria Conchita Alonso is, uh, look, when I was a kid, if you weren't Kathleen Turner, I wasn't interested, <laughs> right? Yeah, but you're a kid. I look at her now, and I think she's gorgeous, but fun as well. Yeah. And I like that she has plenty to do. Uh, you know, she has an arc. She gets to show that she's tough. You know, she's not just a, yeah. a damsel in distress. It's, it's fun. I was actually quite well surprised, but I think it was a good thing. We've just seen Predator. For every one of the buff actors in that film, they made a big deal about their bodies uh, and how buff they were. They did not do that at all with Arnie in this movie. You barely see a bicep. I thought that's that's quite a good thing, you know? How many films has has the fact that this guy is super muscly been a major character feature? And it isn't really. They say he's a he's a big guy or they make reference to it, but they don't really make a big deal about how muscly he is. I think some of that might be him because he's trimming down now compared to how he was five, six years ago. P- possibly. Um, so he's still got these ridiculous arms, yeah. uh, but he's more... He's slimmer. Yeah. Um, but also I think it's to say, let's not have that be the focus. Exactly. I'm more than that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is something that we, you know, talked about yeah. in a previous episode. I mentioned a while ago that I said there are two of my favourite moments in this film. One was stabbing his agent with the pen yeah. in the back. Mm-hmm. The other one is there's a moment where Ben Richards has been killing all of the stalkers, like everyone, and it's unprecedented. It's never happened. The network are worried, so they want to offer him a contract. So they kind of pause the game. They go to commercial or whatever, right? Can't, you can't you can't do it you why because it. it's my favorite arnie line it's my time. favorite arnie line too of all time it, now it is you have no oh, idea okay. man i was so excited oh i didn't know so that was the thing yeah. that you were gonna hear that you were like <laughs> you were, right right i know you really want to do it right god you do it you do it well I've, i haven't had a chance to do it in a very long no, time. no 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 it never really was a big deal for me i was like yeah it's a good line I I hadn't really remembered the impact it has when you see it on screen. It's phenomenal. It's funny. It's ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. Brutal. And orders of magnitude way over and above the kind of shit that we've seen before. So we've seen Arnie giving quips like, Hey, Christmas tree. (laughs) Yeah, this is Sub-Zero. Now, Plane Zero. I actually said out loud when he said that. Oh, burn. But those other lines are are quippy, and he does them with that yeah. smirk a lot of the time. But this but line... The, when he grabs that, that camera, yeah. right, and he's talking down it, but he's doing it with such fervor... Yeah, that's it. ...that I like to think, he thinks, this is his Oscar clip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he gives it his all, right? So do it already. So you do Killian. You don't need to do Killian's bit. He offers him a contract... And he's like, you know, what do you say, Richards? So he rips this giant surveillance camera off and he's staring down it and we get it from the camera's POV and Arnie just goes for it. You cold-blooded bastard, I'll tell you what I think of it. I'll live to see you eat that contract, but I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. You missed a bit. Then he goes, (laughs) 
and well, smashes the why camera. Why don't you do it? I want to hear you do it now. Go on. Nah. I'd love to hear I, you do it. Nah, because I've got another one. Oh, well, give, give us another one. I laughed my ass off when he said this line. And I don't know how many times I've seen this film. I've never picked up on this line before. When they're making it down, he's still got um, Laughlin and Weiss with him. Uh, Amber hasn't been sent down into the games yet. And they're trying to find the ump link to connect to the underground and expose Killian and ICS and all of this, right? And Arnie's reluctantly going along with them. And we cut to them climbing over some rubble. And Arnie's sort of leading the pack and he goes, I love that. Yeah. Uplinks underground. Uplinks underground. You guys don't shut up. I'm going to uplink your ass. You'll be underground. (laughs) It's excellent. It's insane. (laughs) And then moments later, he's like, come on, this way, let's go. And then they kind of walk off. Like in the office direction, and I just left standing there. Yeah, dead, like dead close, like dead close to the camera. He's in, he's in the foreground. They're off running away in the background. And he turns around like they've gone, and he just sighs and goes, "Ah, oh, Christ." Yeah, and I really wanted a, like a killer line there. And so he just goes, "Christ." Yeah, it was good though because it, it, it was, was almost like an outtake. So it was quite nice. I don't think there's any point doing favorite lines. I think we've said mm. half of the script. But you know, just tell me. What happened to Buzzsaw? He had to split. Oh, right. Okay. It's exactly the what happened to Sully bit. Yeah, I had Just to let him a different go. payoff. I had to let yeah. him go. It's exactly that bit. What happened to Captain Freedom, though? Because Captain Freedom kills Ben Richards in the faked video. I can pick anyone I choose, and I choose Ben Richards. That boy's one mean motherfucker. Uh, Captain Freedom... They don't wrap it up with him. I assume he gets killed, actually. Uh, that's what I think but, happens. But we never see it, do No, we? we don't. I think he gets killed because he's, first of all, he's disobeying. And when you disobey the network, you're disobeying the government. It's the same thing in this in this universe, right? And they've got no qualms about killing people, you know? They kill airport attendants just to set up the propaganda about Ben Richards, you know, killing airport attendants. He, he They use him to act out that scene where he's killing a stunt double and then they map on yeah. his face onto him. But we never see him again. So we have to assume that he's still alive. I want to mention one other thing. Did you spot Franco Colombo? That's so weird you said that because I was thinking he's got to be in this, right? He was. Not credited? Yes. Was he the guy taking bets? No. He was, a, he was a 911 security officer, apparently. Oh, I missed him completely. Did you spot him? I didn't see him. No, no I saw him in the end credits. No, I, I, that's funny. I didn't see him at all. Regardless of... We've talked we've talked a fair bit about how there were some, what we would say, timeless themes in this that haven't dated. The ending is incredibly dated. The song? Just the way that the music comes on. It. We, we've talked about freeze frame endings, like when we were yeah. doing Predator and stuff like that. Um, this totally could have been a freeze frame ending. I mean, Arnie could have just punched the air, and it would have been that would have been a brilliant ending. Yeah, or it could have been one of those shots of like them kissing for like six minutes while the credits roll. You had them quite a lot in eighties. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's how Red Sonia ends. Yeah, maybe isn't it? something like that. I don't. Yeah, pretty much. We talked uh, last time about freeze frame endings and these kinds of fun eighties endings. We have watched a film that has a freeze frame ending. 
Do you remember which one it was? Uh, no. Well, dear. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Do they high five? N- no, they hug. It's a hug. Yeah, they're not high fiving. Doesn't count. It, it is a free frame ending, but no, it doesn't. Yeah, but it doesn't doesn't, doesn't count, count as the, right. the single greatest right. ending of all time. There are some films that it's not appropriate to have two people in the end. That's why it's even better. If you can just have a character turn up for the last shot. Yeah, especially one that died or something. Or just a hot... No, no, just a hot dog vendor walking yeah. in and just high-five the main character. If if Pretzi and Hercules um, high-fived at the end of that and it freeze-framed, then I would be sold. The film would be excellent. It's, yeah, just a giant Arnie hand coming out of the heavens. <laughs> it, this might be such a, like a really weird time to come back to this, but I was listening to the Hercules episode that when we released it and i remembered how much you love pretzi no i i still do not enjoy that film and i still will never watch it again but we were talking about at the end of that episode we were talking about how it's so weird that pretzi hears hercules's voice on the radio and it's most likely the voice of the guy who dubbed him in the original release but it wouldn't be weird in the original release because it would have been Arnie's no. voice. It would have yeah. been the Hercules character's voice, right? The whole time. But is it so hard to get Arnie back for two minutes work? It may well have been. Yeah. And if I was Arnie, I would not have come back on a film that insisted on dubbing okay. out my own voice. But hang on. They have all of his original dialogue, right? So that scene must have been filmed completely separate from everything else that was filmed. Yeah. For them not to have thought to have recorded his dialogue. Agreed. Yeah. So the point stands that it's an amateurish piece of shit. (laughs) Wait, hang on. I'm pretty certain. I might have to go back and listen. I think we made that point pretty well. Always worth restating. Okay. I'm I'm with you on that. Where, Where would you put the running man in your ranking, Alex? You asked me to rank it right at the beginning. Just have a think about why I would rank it right at the beginning. When I did that, I said, oh, that's easy. I put it above Commando, which was at three for me. Below Predator, which was at two for me. Terminator is still number one. Okay. So my one, two, three is Terminator, Predator, Running Man. But then I look down my, the rest of my list. And I see their Pumping Iron. And I see their Conan the Barbarian. Although it's weird for me that I'm thinking this movie's not as good a, a film as that. I'm starting to reconsider. And this is why, as the list grows, I'm thinking, I'm not so certain. I I think this film is more watchable than everything else that I have below it right now. And I could rewatch this many times. I think I have to stick with what I've done. I, I have to stick with it being above Commando, below Predator. It's not better than Predator. I have such fondness for this movie. I know it's biasing me. I'm, I don't think I'm able to assess it, at whether it's a good film or not. There's a part of me that knows it's not the best film in the world. What about you, Ben? Where would you put it? So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna reel off some things, things that I look for in an Arnie film. Uh, one-liners, check, 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 check. check. Uh, many, many instances. Cigars, Sven Ali Thorson, <laughs> Franco Colombo. Guess about Sven. Violence, awesome kills. It's number two. No way. I'm not saying it's a better film than Predator. It's a better Arnie film than Predator. It's pretty much the quintessential Arnie film. Yeah. And 
on top of all of that, it surprised the hell out of me. And that a film that I've seen, like you said, probably 10 times in my life, yeah. could surprise the hell out of me as much as it did tonight. Rocked my socks off. Before we sat down to watch it, I thought, there's no chance I'm going to record an episode tonight. Yeah. Because I'm at the end of a work week, and I'm tired, and I'm going to be wanting to just chill out. 20 minutes into this film, I was thinking, there is no way I am not recording tonight. You texted me and said, I'm totally psyched for a record. Psyched. Yeah. Pumped. Wired. I'm still feeling it now. I could talk about this film for another hour. I love it. I love it to bits. <laughs> and the only reason that it isn't number one is because... Terminator is fantastic. Terminator is going to be hard pushed to be budged from number one, yeah. I think. My top three, and I hope in some way that that's a controversial pick, but my top three are now Terminator, Running Man, Predator, in that order. It is It is controversial. I'm, I'm very surprised. Well, you know. Agent provocateur, that's what they call me, because I wear ladies undies. That, that is why. Well, that was that was the Running Man. Yeah. What can one say? What can one say? A night of surprises. I'm exhausted. It's like a roller coaster. It was great. I might watch it again. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's 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 very watchable. I, I recommend it. If you're into that anti-establishment stuff, do it now. I'd like to leave you with another way that the film has sort of summed up 2016 for me in the political arena. The truth hasn't been very popular lately. Political, just political. Good, good, man. What are we doing next? Is it Red Heat? Sure is. Yeah. I believe 1988. Could be 1987 as well, though. I love Red Heat. I think it's a great yeah, film. Yeah, it is. It is a great film. And I'd argue it's it's another step up in Arnie's career, for sure. And he's not playing an American for once. Yeah, yeah. Do join us for that. Please, uh, I please think that's, that's going to be almost as much fun as this was. Yes. Until then, I guess that's it wrong i'm going to break a goddamn spine it's time to start running i say that whenever i've got the triple trots <laughs> i say it often when anybody asks me the time and nobody gets the reference that's quite threatening what if a stranger comes up to you on the tube and goes uh, excuse me mate you got the time <laughs> It's time to start running! I didn't say it like that. It's not what you say, Ben. It's how you say it. I disagree. <laughs> hey, you. Why not get in touch? If you want to get in touch, well, read the description of the podcast that you're listening to and you'll see there are four different ways. Four different ways.